Alright, roll the uh, intro. Welcome to Alchemy Answers episode 55. Thank you for tuning in, everybody, and thank you, as always, to our patrons for supporting the channel and asking such good questions week in and week out. And thank you, as well, to chat for hanging out with us and occasionally asking good questions, but mostly just asking us to talk about drama or our size uh wang size or other similar important topics like that so anyway thanks to the patrons for making the show what it is i think my friend uh chris wang is like six foot one his dick is small though yeah um okay wink x11 uh, as a pause one what do you do when you rotate to the off lane to get a kill and then you're solo farming the lane happily but then suddenly your supports and off lane decides they want to suck your dick and all tp there and starts farming the lane with you You've done a push potential, and one of the enemy heroes who counters you is pushing... Fuck's sakes, Wink11, are you writing Harry Potter here? <laughs> okay. Counters you, is pushing body, tank the tower, won't care about creep cutting. Should I, one, TP myself bot, it might ruin the game or get me killed, just let them take our tier two, give the lane to my team and go jungle, or three, try to push without vision and still run the risk of dying. Okay, I think I skipped a sentence there. Okay, we don't anyway, have the push it doesn't matter. Long. It's number two. You, if if your team, if your entire team comes to you and you're the carry and your job is to farm, and they start like playing in your lane, your job is to basically just farm your way to the other side of the map. You definitely don't want to TP to the other side of the map because if you appear there instantly, the other team's gonna be like, oh, he's there. He can't go anywhere else. His whole team's over here. Very easy to take a fight either five v four against your team if they're there, or just kill you when you show up and show yourself in lane. So you don't want to immediately go there and you'd like to have the option of connecting with your team with the tp eventually as well but you know they basically are doing something like creating a buffer zone for you all of a sudden there's four heroes there that are creating like a wall between you and the enemy team so you can just take the safe farm farm your way towards the enemy side of the map the other direction and then see what happens essentially yep i agree with everything donnie said uh the direction you're farming as a carry, very important. And if your team forces you to farm in a direction that's not great, you're a carry. You know, what can you do? Uh, Vicky says, you win a team fight and take control over the enemy jungle. How to hold that spot if your team just used big cooldowns to win that fight? Is it worth retreating into your jungle and smoking back into their jungle when your cooldowns are up again or what? Yes, that's very good deduction if you just kind of randomly were like hmm, maybe maybe this is the play that definitely is a good play uh, a lot of the time you are holding an area and you you can't you you decide you, you just use you just identify that we can't fight if they if they run up this high ground we can't fight we can't continue holding this area then you have to back off but what you want to do is if you just used all of your uh, team fight ultimates to win that fight you want to farm all of the map on your way to retreating out of that area so when the enemy team enters back into it they're getting no farm. So that's kind of the ideal state for you. Uh, and yes, and then you want to smoke back into their jungle and try to control that area when you can, because that is uh, a much better place to hold than uh, one of your jungles. So yes, 100%. I don't really have anything to add to that, Donnie. Uh, the only thing I would add is that depending on what position you are, you should just make sure that somebody on your team, even if you're the carry and you're about to go take a fight with a smoke, buy a ward. Because the whole point of taking this fight in the enemy jungle with your cooldowns is to secure some map control, hopefully. Uh, so if you take this fight, you don't have cooldowns, you don't feel safe just like sitting in the jungle because you don't have cooldowns anymore, at least place a ward there so that you can go back to that. Like It's sort of like a waypoint. It's like we can go back here because yeah, yeah. we have this 
vision That's to fight around. smoke to later. Exactly. And you need to make sure that that ward isn't one of the obvious eye spots because yep. when they take back control of that area, it will surely get dewarded. Mm -hmm. You want to place like a deep lane ward. You want to place one of the wards that's like in the river, in the jungle, uh, not on like the cliffs, like one of these weird mid jungle wards. It doesn't really give good vision, but it still gives you like a glimpse of people walking through the area so you can know who to go on. Yeah, dude, it is really hard to ward right now. Everybody because, just because everybody knows all the spots. Yeah, everybody's just like blanketing the high ground jungle areas with sentries, and it's almost impossible to get vision up there to control the area. Yeah, people are doing people are doing these uh, like completely uh, ludicrous, just like blocking like, camps to like and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, river river wards. People are putting wards like just in lanes by like the top trees on the top side of the map. Yep. Like not in any jungles because it's like, well fuck, any of these other wards are gonna get dewarded. So Yeah, that's why the the one spot in the dire jungle where you have to cut the tree on top of a cliff is such a good ward that you see basically every protein place because it's like pretty much the only high ground ward that you can place in dire jungle that doesn't get dewarded instantly every single time. Is the, the the quelling blade one? Yeah, the quelling blade one. People dewarding that now, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, they problem. they are, but you know, up until like Immortal Games, you probably won't get yeah, that ward dewarded. It's it's hard. It's a hard life, man. Everybody's like carrying. If you're a, if you're a position five and you're not walking around with the quelling blade right now, you're doing it wrong. Yep, I There's agree. There's no way to get good wards down without quelling blades. You have right to now. cut trees and like put wards in weird places. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who called this? Speak of the devil. Trent. Trent called this. He legitimately was saying that every single position five should have a quelling blade and that he thinks that using the quelling blade to cut trees to get down good good wards if people can't deward is like a thing of the future. And he was so goddamn right. Yeah. That it's that, that it's just insane. Okay. Uh Shiver says, have you guys ever considered doing a greatest MMR gainer challenge? Sort of like the biggest loser for weight. That some people's jobs do, but the amount of MMR gained over a defined period of time with a prize for something uh, of something for the winner. Yes, I have actually pitched this exact idea to Dota Buff in partnership with them and gotten a reasonably good response, but never followed up with it. Um, it's something I definitely would like to do, but there's a lot of moving parts to make it legit because people, you know, how do you verify people's MMR with, without working with a data collection website like Dota Buff or Strats or something like that? It's like impossible for us to run. Yeah, that would be cool though. That it, would be really it would cool. be super cool. But yeah, I, I definitely have wanted to do that. It's just hard to pull off. Yeah, I like, I like the idea of that though. That's a really, really good idea. Uh, that'd be fun. Um, Fazy pronounced fuzzy. Fuck you. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Why? You have to make... That's his whole name, by the way. Yeah. Um, how do you find quality replays? Let's say I want to see a specific hero in a specific role on a high level in a pub in pro games. Uh, seems pretty straightforward for pro matches. However the heck do people find specific hero slash role so easily? I don't have hours to stock the watch tab. Okay, uh, yeah, go to Dota2ProTracker.com. That is the single greatest source of pro pub replays. And I would even say that it's better to watch those ones than it is to watch, watch the tournament. professional matches. Yep. Because you can see what pros are testing. You can see their strats before they use it. And see them play with matches. terrible teammates that don't want to listen to them also. That's true. That's true. You, so you can also kind of get an idea of how you should be running it. Yep. In a in a sort of pub environment, which is really cool. 
Yeah, I, 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 I love Dota 2 Pro Tracker, man. I'm actually That's really sad. Cool. There was this game that I watched on Crit's stream where he and Sumail were playing together, and they had three divine, like, two teammates or something like that. So, you know, 9.5k-ish players carrying a bunch of 5k players against a team that was, like, all Immortals, I believe, except for, like, maybe one divine player on their team. And... It was a slog, dude. Sumail was like 29-3 and like 15, and Crit was like 22-6 and like 26 or something like that. And they were, you know, Crit was scaling into full right-click Dark Willow mode, going like Agonim's <laughs> Moonshard, like Daedalus. Sumail had like full right-click uh, Queen of Pain, like hard carry Queen of Pain mode so that you could just like solo carry these fights. And it was... Yeah. It was a bananas game. I I really wanted to do a replay analysis. The replay is too old at this point, but um, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it would have been it would have been a sick video. I think. Did I played a game against? Uh, I think it was Sumail and uh, Sumail and Husky, or it's like Sumail and Kitrak, some some Sumail stack, and uh, they had three divines, and our team was me, Ray, and then three like top five hundred immortals. And we just obliterated them. There was there wasn't anything that they could do. It was like Sumail plus a support. Yeah. And then three people just running around feeding people <laughs> like fifteen hundred MMR above them. Yep. And all we needed to do was it, it was one v five because they they had a their Sumail's uh, support was like eight K as well, but like position five. Right. And he was he was morphling, and we just kill his whole team, and then he tried a one v five, and we just disable him, and he died because he'd just be the only person left to disable. Right. And then we had we had stuns, so like there wasn't anything that they could. It was sad, it, and it, the funny thing is we gained like twenty eight MMR for it. Right, because because Sumail is so high rated, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was he was mad, he was mad, man. He was calling us animals and everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I don't know, man. It's, yeah, dude. What can you what can you do? It's it's the game. It's not it's not my fault. Yeah, I mean, I actually just talked about this in Discord today because I I just played. I mean, the matchmaking system is so messed up right now. Like, I every game I'm just the highest rated player on my team as a five support. It's like, dude, just put me in divine and immortal games, please. Stop giving yeah. me ancient two cores. It's like I, unbelievable. I'm getting, too. I'm getting that too when I queue for when I like I'm queuing for fast queue just to get the tokens. Mm-hmm. And I'll get hard support, and everybody in the game is ranked fifteen hundred, and then I'm ranked a hundred, and it's like, what, what is this? Like, how is this? How is this supposed to be fun for me? How is this supposed to be a quality match? <laughs> exactly, and that's just that's like probably sixty percent of my matches right now are like this, and it's it's so black and white. When I play with divine cores and immortal cores, every game is easy. It's just all easy. All I have to do is play support and we win the game. And because then the players that you support will actually like exceed they'll your win the game. They'll win the game when I give them a good first fifteen minutes. But dude, in that, that in that game that I played, I solo killed the enemy TA three times as Shadow Shaman. Uh, I solo killed the enemy yeah. position four while I had a Naga that was solo versus a Night Stalker. The Naga ended the lane like two level advantage on the Night Stalker, and I went and solo killed the TA like three or four so many times where I just Serpent Ward trap him and he died without his refraction. And still, the Night Stalker ended up having like Nullifier Bloodthorn because Naga just sat in lane farming without using illusions like with this hero and he got smoked on three times in a row. So he basically just uh, 
like he he fed his two level advantage. Yeah. Hello. That's been my uh my sort of realization is that if I am the highest MMR in a game, <laughs> Ellie just like, she had no idea I was streaming. <laughs> Gary yelling in here. Maybe it's just it's just par for the course. You're just always yelling it is, in man. here. <laughs> that's true. But she can't tell the difference. I think the big the big thing that you have to do in those games, at least, you know, it's probably hard to do, harder and harder to do as you go higher and higher in MMR. But I think it's really important that you basically just like you you win the first fifteen minutes of the game because you should because you're the best player in the game because you're the highest MMR on your team. So you should do your part for the first like the part that you can control, and then I you did should my part, man. And then you should just become a core because you like you have to you have to take that that good start, and even if you're playing position five fuck wards buy like one ward to allow yourself to play I, I as actually, a core i actually did that as i was playing it i was thinking like oh this is this is a game that i can make a video about because i have these like i have these like moron cores yep so i solo kill their ta i'm doing these smokes and like getting these insane pickoffs because i know that i can abuse these people yep and um the problem is it was actually working like my my mid was huge because i solo killed his ta they was up against right right the naga was huge because I took the support away in the matchup Naga versus Night Stalkers, heavily Naga. Like, that's a hard, that's the hardest counter in the game because yep. you just play the lane until five minutes and then you play with illusions. And Night Stalker loses until five minutes, so he has a two-level disadvantage and then he can't deal with illusions. But because the the cores just did really shitty things, it's, it's like when... The way I was explaining it to Ellie is that as like a position five, in my opinion, for the most part, you can like change the probability that you're going to win the game to like 60 70 percent yep but if if you have three bad cores you actually lose because a lot of position fives don't do as much as cores with items yep so even if you take a core position um if you're like a coddle with a four staff glimmer if you've like 20k net worth on coddle whether you're gonna do bloodthorn people like it no it doesn't but, do anything but i do think that um so at least what i think like I had a very similar experience where I, I was playing five Lena. I just like picked Lena cause it's good against Coddle and I was picking first and I was like, I wonder if I could run it's five Lena. Probably it's probably not a bad five, honestly. Yeah. Like, it, it seemed, it, it's really good at laning. It was working well. And I was with a troll and so troll can kind of hold his own. And we were, we were just killing their off laner over and over and their position four. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I had arcane boots by like four minutes into the game. And yeah, I was like, nice. I was like, I should probably just become a core this game. And instead of doing that, instead of like going for these scaling items, like, you know, getting Aether, getting um, potentially like even bots and just going like core Lena, I, I got my arcanes and then I was like, hmm, I'll buy a bracer and then I'll buy a bunch of wards because I have all this gold and I'll start playing support because I've had a good start. And then I just kind of like flatlined in my impact and my core just sat there in lane like yours did, died three times to the other team rotating on him. And then it was like the game was over because I was back to being in position five when it was like 20 or 30 minutes into the game. Yeah. And instead, I needed to literally just go from being a five to suddenly being like a three because I've killed people five or six times. And I needed to just continue to be a three or even ramp up my farm to two and just like win the game myself. Uh, even though I was a five, which is like, yeah, it's hard to say, but that that's literally how pubs work. If you're a support, you had to, yeah, you had to do it. That's, that's the problem. I, I did the same thing where I was like buying too many wards. Yep. And uh, I was thinking like, man, my Naga has a two level advantage on Night Stalker. It's a hard counter. There's no way that we lose this game. Yep. But uh, 
like I said, I mean, I shouldn't be bitching about this because this is this is pretty toxic. I mean, uh, but the point but is, is that there's he, your job is never done in a pub. Like, yeah, you can't yeah, just you do your job and be like, I'm done, right? So it's it's yeah. not it's not really toxic. It's just like that's just reality. Oh my god, why? It was, it was like he went. He just he played like. Oh god! In the game after, I can't even find any justification for going Vasher. You already have a BKB canceling ability, right? It doesn't go through BKB. Oh, it doesn't anymore. Okay, but it doesn't matter. It's like you're a Naga man. Why are you trying? Why are you trying to lock people down? You just Just shred people when they BKB and try to fight you anyway. The hero just like cuts. You have to fight her. Yeah. Like the hero cuts every wave. She forces you to fight her. Yeah. Otherwise, she just wins the game. So it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, I'm not going to bitch about it. It's toxic. Uh, Poopy Pants Boy says, if you're in the offlane and your pull camp is blocked and your lane needs a pull, is it viable to, t- to pull the enemy's safe lane creep wave onto the unstacked easy camp? Wouldn't this result in their wave pushing since not all of their creeps will be killed by the camp? Or should you try to do a pull through? This okay. is an offlaner. So if you're in the offlane and the hard camp is blocked, should you? What should you do? Um, well, you could just push the wave, and then you could grab the next wave, and you can tank that in front of your tower until the next wave arrives, and then it's stuck. It's stuck there. I mean, you can do that. That's fine. Like you could far- if if you're strong enough to farm the easy camp, you can just go farm the easy camp, block it, and then walk the wave to in front of your tower it sounds like if you're strong enough to do that though you can probably just like own the lane by just pushing through and cutting the wave and then diving them yeah though Um, yeah i think i think your logic chain is like okay but i think that you're coming to sort of a weird assumption that you can just you're, you're basically looking for too complicated of a solution to your problem, which is that you need to get the wave towards your tower, which you can just do by pulling the wave instead of trying to like pull the wave to the small camp and then wait for it to push up to your tower. Just pull the wave to your tower, and it does the exact same thing. Yeah, basically. I mean, if you're on the uh, if you're on the radiant side off lane, uh, you can pull the wave and uh, pull it behind the tier one, and that's a really good thing that you can do. That will deny an entire wave from the opponents, uh, and then also that will give you the equilibrium right in front of your tower. If you're on the dire side, that's just a shittier offlane. <laughs> you have to tank it in front of the tower uh, or pull it into the tower if the support's bullying you, which is fine. Generally, like that'll result in the equilibrium going in your favor. Uh, basically, the worst thing that you can do is just let the equilibrium static, and if you can't pull it back. Uh, by like using creep aggro or by using the neutral camps, then you need to push the wave and then do something after that. Yep. Um, okay. before, we, before we go on to the next question, I have a question of my own for you. For me? Yeah. Okay. Which of the two new heroes do you think is going to be more broken? Because both of them will be broken because that's how okay. all Dota wow. heroes come into the game. Uh, my, my answer, I, I, I think, I think uh, what's his name? Void Spirit? Yeah. I just think Void Spirit's going to be broken because he's a spirit, and yeah. all of the spirits have been broken when they were added to the game. And I mean, Storm has been broken for like inherently movement abilities, mobility abilities, unless they're very boring and awful, which 
nobody's going to make a new hero that's boring and awful. That sounds like <laughs> a really crappy way to develop a game. Right. Any mobility ability that's fun to use is going to be broken. Yeah. So that that hero is going to have a mobility ability because he's a spirit. Uh, Snapfire might be like Pangolier, where she's really experimental and right. like therefore crappy at first. But I see Void Spirit being probably a little more generic, like than than Snapfire. I mean, I guess the spirits are all pretty pretty interesting. I mean, Dota heroes. Are, it's hard to compare to Dota heroes because we have so many heroes that are just so fun and so good. But um, you know, like Pangolier is, is like there's so many things about that hero that just wasn't in the game before. Right. Like you had, yeah. When he first uh, came in, he was definitely the weaker of the two for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had like ve vector targeting. You have like the ultimate kind of work, the working the way it does. You know, he's it was experimental. I, I see Snapfire looks like a hero who's going to have some like weird abilities that might that might suck. Right. Um, basically, Void Spirit is guaranteed to be broken, and Snapfire might either be ludicrously broken or just crap. Yeah. Um, until she gets until she gets buffed, which she will get buffed very quickly if she's crap, because nobody, they don't want people not to play the new heroes. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, what does it take to be your friend in real life? That's a good question. That's a that's a that's a nice question actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I don't really have any requirements. I, I've been like criticized for for liking everybody. That's like. That that sounds like um, I, I don't know. Uh, not not much. For My me, biggest much. weakness is that I work too hard no, on no, job no, interview. Listen, <laughs> it's like so. I mean, I've been criticized. Basically, the reason that I get criticized. So I'll give you a specific example because that sounds like like a bullshit response. Um, basically, uh, you know, when New Sham kicked me from, well, he didn't kick me, but when I got kicked from, uh, it's like Team Kingdom, and uh, I had to stay at the house for like a week after I was kicked, which really sucked. And, uh, you know, I felt, I felt like betrayed at the time, but by, by like my friend, cause like, Oh, I would never kick you. But, um, you know, afterwards I, I, you know, I had the realization that it's, it's Dota. Like this is, this is kind of how, how Dota works, but I've had uh, quite a few people in my life that are like, Oh, I would never, I would never trust somebody after that. I would never be friends with somebody under that, uh, after that. And I can understand that, you know what I mean? But I feel like, uh, I feel like I can see from the objective perspective and I, the reason for that isn't because of some like moral clarity or something it's because of like severe anxiety where i think about it until the point where i can like almost make excuses for people and i i also like see my own weaknesses as a person and then mm -hmm. i fuck up so like i kind of want to allow other people to make mistakes you know what i mean it's like yeah you're, just I see you're how, trying to I see it from their perspective as well it's kind of like I see how flawed I am and I know the stuff in my life that I fucked up. So if somebody does something that like betrays me or something along those lines, I I, underst I understand shit happens because shit has happened with me where it's like I look back and it's like, man, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I lit a mailbox on fire when I was a kid. I, you know, I was an asshole. I, I, I regret tons of things. I feel like everybody has regrets. And it's just I think it's conceited to to think that like you have some sort of you know like you're exempt from making mistakes like uh, like other sure. people yeah. with that being said i also understand this is me doing it but i also understand why people like don't want to give people you know second chances but for me it's like i can i can basically like there's a lot of people that other people will really dislike and i'll i'll like them like i'll i'll kind of be like okay um 
and you know donnie you know specifically there are people that yeah you, that you don't like that i like that <laughs> i spend time with sure and i know you don't like that i spend time with some of these people and i i know that they're kind of fucked up in a lot of ways a lot of dota players are but um i've still been friends with people for years so i, I mean know, for me not much having empathy is a pretty good quality i think I, think, I don't want to call it empathy though, but it is like, though. Feel... It is though. It totally is. That's like that's exactly what you're describing. Is like, I mean, you're you're kind of describing it in like a self masochistic way, where it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. It. I I understand what you're saying. Keep and talking. Keep talking. I'm not a. I'm not going to be offended. I'm just. I'm curious. I just feel like you're kind of. Your thoughts are. You're trying to shit on yourself too much right now, and you you kind of like look for excuses to be like, oh, I'm. I'm a terrible person and it's not actually, the... I don't think I'm terrible. I don't think I'm terrible. That's not true. No, no, no. I, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I don't think no, that sure, you think, sure. I don't think that you think you're terrible, but I also think that you go out of your way to like talk down to yourself sometimes. And when in reality, what you just described is just being empathetic to other people's point of view. And I, you know, I, I think that more empathy is always, just a good quality because the more that I become empathetic to other people, the less you hold grudges and like immediately react with anger to every That's situation, true. which is That's extremely, true. extremely important to just being a human being in society. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I, I feel like I, feel, my, my feeling is like, I guess that's like part two of it is like dwelling on, on shit. Yeah. And, and overthinking, overthinking things just leads to your own life getting shittier like only, I would only, rather... only if you dwell on on that. Like that's the big thing. Like I think it's really important to self reflect and be like, I messed up here. But then if you're like, I messed up here and there's no recovering for me from this. I cannot redeem myself for this mistake. That's where you start to have issues. But it's like if you can just be like, and you know, I I do this in in Dota. All everybody should do this in Dota. I've been doing this more and more in Dota, where I'm like, I'll be super toxic in a game. And then I'll I'll end the game and I'll just be like, what am I doing? Like, why are you being you such think? a huge piece of garbage? Don't be a piece of garbage next yeah. game. And then because I was able to do that, then the next game I'm like, all right, I'm actively not going to be a huge piece of garbage and react differently when people inevitably make the same mistake that pissed me off last time. All right. I, I, have, a, I have a question for you. Sure. Are there unredeemable mistakes and if so where's the line where do you draw the line uh jeffrey epstein what did that guy do he he, he did some child porn stuff <laughs> he, i mean yeah he is okay. he was he was uh basically a pedophile pimp to various powerful people and governments all across the world so that's that's like the upper echelon of of bad people what about like murder you know what about like I what mean... about some what about some some you know let's, like rage induced murder? It's pretty irredeemable. I I feel let's like let's say like let's say my dad dies, and uh, and I think somebody murdered him, and then I murder the person who I thought murdered him, but I was wrong. <laughs> it's getting next level, dude. Is that is that I like mean, is that is that like redeemable? I think it depends on who you are. I I would say that. In some essence, no, it's irredeemable. But at the same time, it's like, is there some way to swing it where it's self-defense-ish? Like, are you defending yourself from this person who murdered your dad? Like, is he coming after you next? 
No, I'm yeah. saying like you you think it was this person. It wasn't them. Oh, that's. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty pretty hard thing to ever come back from if you murder I watched, an innocent um, person. I watched this uh, Netflix documentary documentary series called uh, The Devil Next Door. Have mm-hmm. you heard of it? Um, it sounds familiar. I don't think I've watched it though. It's it's about the guy, the the guard at Treblinka, uh, the Nazi death camp oh. that was the uh, called Ivan the Terrible, the mm-hmm. guy that would like poke people's eyes out and do just random shit to them before putting them in the gas chamber. And there's this whole. Uh, it follows the whole court case where it's like, is it him? Is it not him? Is it a KGB uh, conspiracy to try to get the Ukrainians in America like upset with the um, – who is it? I think it was the, 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 the Ukrainians and the Jews, like get them like super upset with each other. So that way they would be fighting, and that way they could have. This anyway, podcast um, is going Yeah. Else anyway, right I was now. just I was thinking I was thinking with this guy with this guy like, you know, he killed possibly he possibly killed eight hundred thousand people. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred thousand people died at his hand, possibly, and you don't necessarily know whether it's him or whether it's not, and it leads to this really weird situation where it's like the law almost gets like bent to try to to try to convict this guy right. because if it is him what he did is so horrendously bad that he puts every serial killer ever combined to shame you know like every every serial killer that has ever existed has not killed more than this guy right. because of how fucked up the holocaust was but if it wasn't him then you're killing an innocent person which is messed up Exactly, exactly. That's why the but death it, penalty is so rough. It's weird. There was this whole discussion of like, okay, now he's a family man. It was so long ago. He was just, some people think that the guy was just a guard, but he wasn't Ivan the Terrible. And it's like, well, if he was just a guard and he wasn't Ivan the Terrible, he's still a murderer. And right. do you just convict him to to give like solace to Israel? You know, because they, they, it was a whole oh, national man. thing there. It's just so messed up, you know? It's just beyond... But beyond to bring it back, that's where empathy is important because if you just are like, hey, it's that guy, he's the one, and then you just immediately are like, let's kill him, then there's no there's no way to make a good judgment because you're just immediately going off a snap. Like, that's the one that did all the bad stuff. He dies. And if it wasn't him, you had no chance to actually come to that realization, right? How can you? How could you even like empath? Imagine it was actually Ivan the Terrible. Could you ever imagine eight hundred thousand? No, I mean people. if it if it was him, there's no way to empathize with that. How do you? How That's could you... not human. No, that it's not. Is not human. That is legitimately like that's a, a demon. That's an actual devil. I'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> not gonna dispute that claim. Anyway, <laughs> going back to it, what does it take to be my friend in real life? Uh, not much. Honestly, if you're just nice and you want to spend time with me, I'll probably be your friend. Uh, I don't have that many friends, so if, if you want to be my friend, I, I would appreciate that. I just like hanging out with people. Um, okay, Gangsy says, if I'm going into ranked, what is the largest hero pool you'd suggest I maintain in order to be competitive? We've uh we've talked about this for uh we've talked about this quite a few times and I think the general consensus that we usually come to is like 
three to six heroes, maybe plus or minus like five heroes if it's a really good game for them or if you're bored and you want to mess around just so you don't get burnt out. Like I think it's I think it's perfectly fine to just enjoy yourself in Dota sometimes. Um, yep. but generally I would stick to like a backbone of like two to three heroes that you're really good at. That way you are guaranteed to be highly competitive on on those heroes. There is just too much that happens and it changes in a patch where it's like, okay, Earthshakers, now they cut the first creep wave and fissure it and it makes their lane so easy. And if you're not playing it a lot, you're you gonna lose know. lanes and be like, oh, why am I losing this lane? Because you're not doing the one thing that every Earthshaker is doing that eventually you'd figure out from playing it to make the hero absolutely broken. That's obviously a random example, and Earthshakers don't do that. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But right. uh, there are there are these little tricks, these nuances that you can't possibly figure out without playing the hero a lot. And there's not that much time between patches. Most people don't play 50 games a day. So if you're playing more than two to three heroes, there's basically like a 1% chance that you're going to figure out the nuances of a hero before the next patch comes out. Yeah, I kind of... you won't be competitive. I kind of think we're in sort of a strange spot right now because we've been on this patch with these heroes for so long where it's been around long enough to where we're starting to see that cycle where it's like heroes that are not necessarily thought of as strong at the beginning of the patch and may actually not be that good are now quite good because they're extremely good against the heroes that everybody's playing. And that's just how Dota works where it's like people decide these heroes are very strong. They play them a bunch. Then people start to counter those heroes. Then people start to counter those counters and it's like the longer you, the deeper you get in a patch, the, the bigger your hero pool can be, right? Because you can actually recognize, oh, this is a niche situation where I can pick this hero that has like a 42% win rate, but it's just so good for this game that it's basically like a free win. Yeah. We do see chat, Sergen, by the way. We probably should respond to it more. Yeah, um, we should. That, that's definitely, that's definitely a very, very valid criticism. Um, yeah, we just we 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 were reading Discord as well. So, and I, I don't I don't like interrupting Donnie when he's going on his stupid tangents. You know, yeah. talking about Holocaust and all sorts of bullshit like that. It's right. like, what, what's this guy on about? Yeah, sorry, I just have very little empathy you. for you, and so I just kind of like to steer the show in my direction, <laughs> whatever it, wherever it may take me. Uh, I would actually say empathy and forgiveness is huge, and people who go through prison face hard revenge usually say empathy is the way, and that's an original thought that that I came up with. Sure. And I know that sounds like I'm intelligent and, and it is because I came up with that. I'm just kidding. That was Jason, Jason Selden. Shout out to shout out to the boy Jay. So speaking of chat, which, which I agree. I know we yep. have, we probably have a couple more patron questions to go through, but uh, a few more. Uh, what are other heroes that are good early mid game that can actual snowball from farm during downtime, like razor in the mid lane that can snowball and farm during downtime. I mean, I, I guess new Razor is good at that. Like Kunkka, I mean, that's like the best yeah. mid hero of the patch. You yeah. just Tidebringer like three camps at once. You can stack Ancients and kill the entire Ancient stack. Yeah, but Kunkka, he's also OD. the best rotator in the game. OD, Lashrak. Yep. Any hero this that like, can clear stacks, basically. This is this is like why Queen of Pain's not a super popular hero. It's, it's honestly a dog hero. Queen of Pain's a bad hero because uh, doesn't you can't, clear stacks. You can't. Yeah, you can't really farm with her she farms so slowly because her scream is on such a low cooldown and it's high mana cost so if you do use it you can't just go to a lane and, and fight kunko just walks around with tidebringer and farms and he's full resources for a fight yeah i actually so, uh, so ridiculous in the 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 chengdu major there was a game where liquid picked brood 
and it forced Ehome to run a Sven mid with their carry. And it got me thinking a little bit that I bet Sven mid is not that bad. Because no, not against like certain heroes. Because sure. he has this really hard power spike at level six that you could take towers with or rotate with to get kills. And he can farm jungle super fast. And he's kind of one of those heroes that is super strong from like about 20 minutes until 35 minutes. And then his BKB is at five seconds. And he kind of is terrible. He's like an initiator and nothing else at that point. Which is sort of like a a tempo setting mid. I, my opinion on these like BKB heroes that fall off is like you need to get a satanic. Yeah. I, I think, I think like satanic is the late game BKB because the status resist makes it impossible to stun you. Yep. for a long duration and then you just press the satanic and you just heal to full hp and you're unkillable for the duration of the satanic yep so and if you have a bkb already you can just purge uh you can purge off uh what's it called spirit vessel anyway that's right theor- or, or you, you could also just run them as like a three or a two instead perhaps and have an actual cherry sure. as a one uh, sure sure um okay hockey leonard says which heroes are good to lane against pause for lena she is a pain in my ass. Yes. None of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know what to say to you. The patch is almost over. Just wait. Yeah, I Just mean, wait. I've I've definitely been trying to figure out how to deal with position for Lena, and it is extremely difficult. I, yeah. I, I, I think that you have to dig, like, pretty deep into the roster and pick up, I don't know, like, like, something like a Venge maybe or a Dazzle that can kind of trade against Lena. I don't know. Or, she'll stun a Dazzle or Venge, yeah, man. Or just go the full just like sustain route and like pick Warlock. I know, think like Chen. I th- yeah. I think like Warlock or basically yeah, Warlock or you kill her. You get like a CK plus like Witch AA Doctors or, 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 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I yeah. think I think you have to kill a Lena. I don't think you can trade with Lena. I think if you're trying to trade with the Lena, you're probably doing it wrong. Right, which, hero is picked because she outtrades everybody. Right, which which is confusing because you're supposed to trade with the offlaner so that your carry can free farm. But if there's a hero like Alina, or I would even say like a position for um like Wind Ranger or something like that, you, or Skywrath, you actually have to outtrade them first because they sort of create a buffer for their offlaner by just doing way too much damage and outtrading you by themselves. Yeah. If the offlaner's good too, though, he'll like use his body. Yep. Anyway, it's 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 hard. That's a that hero's getting nerfed, so don't worry. Best toppings uh, on a pizza. Selden. Yeah, I was, I was reading that as well. That's one of my favorite questions because pizza is my favorite food, so I could go. My on. favorite food as well. My favorite food. We we I say we, but Ellie made uh, homemade pizza a few days ago. It was really good. We make the best sauce. Nice. Um, I would. I just like cheese. I don't know. I'm a big. I'm a big cheese fan. But if I would. If I would say like, what I think other people's favorite toppings are on a pizza, and if I had to pick toppings, uh, I would say probably like meat lovers. That's that's a classic. You know, your meatballs, your your pepper. I mean, how could you not put pepperoni as the top one? You know, so, like, that's obviously yeah. an S tier topping. We should we should definitely do a tier list for pizza at some point. We can do that. Pizza I'm toppings. Down. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of. I think pizza is so great because you can pick the toppings based on what you're in the mood for. Like, That's true. Like I, I agree that cheese is all you need on a pizza, and I think that that is like how you should judge a pizza joint. If you go to a pizza joint for the first time, you should always just get their cheese pizza. 
because that will tell you if they make good pizza or not. And then you can, you know, if, if you like it, you can go back there and you can throw on whatever else you want. Um, personal favorites, pepperoncini peppers or banana peppers, pepperoni. Uh, I mean, I, I literally like everything on pizza, but I think you can have too how about, much. How about spinach? You spinach yeah, fan? Sometimes. I like spinach on pizza. Sometimes. Sometimes. If I'm in the mood for it. Yeah. Soaks up the grease. Delicious. How do you feel about stuffed crust pizza? Are you a fan? I make stuffed crust pizza whenever we make pizza. Yeah. I'm a big fan of stuffed crust. I don't, so that sounds like you aren't a fan of stuffed crust. No, no, no. I think that's probably the the only really great thing that Pizza Hut has ever invented, aside from yes, maybe, maybe yes. the all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Yeah, yeah. And the, uh, the, the cheesy bites in the crust is good, too. But that's just another stuffed crust, really. Yep. Yeah, I uh to make the stuffed crust on my pizza, I just roll it out so it's like larger than the pan, quite a bit larger than the pan. Yep. And uh, then I put cheese strings all around, and then I fold it over and just kind of squish whatever dough is left into the middle. Perfect. And it, it makes for this like, you know, the crust isn't going to open because it, all of the stuff is folded over into the middle. So it's kind of like a sam like a calzone or a sandwich almost. So it's like right. a two layer crust. But then you but make pizza all- on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, then you put the pizza stuff on top of it, and it's God, it's good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the architect three two six says, "How do you stay focused in a game?" I have ideas about how I want to play the game before it starts. Probably not any good ideas, but still some ideas. Okay, he put that in brackets, by the way. I know that might have sounded like I said that, but that he put that in brackets, just letting you know. Uh, but just seem to forget them and end up running at heroes and creeps. Um, I guess my advice for that is the the way that you can implement ideas into a game consistently is like number one, spamming the same stuff. So that way you're not gonna be like distracted by heroes and all of these it, things are things in a game need to be so obvious to you. All of the basic stuff needs to be so obvious to you and muscle memory so that you can think about the more complicated stuff, which is your like game ideas. And what's, what it sounds like is you're, you're like, well, you said it, you're like losing focus in a game. And I think that's because you probably aren't playing Sand King 10 games in a row. But if you're playing Sand King 10 games in a row, six games in, you're going to be so bored of the hero. It's like, okay, now I go do this. Now I go do this. That when the enemy team does something, you're like, oh, I can, I can do this thing to respond to that. Right. Because the baseline is already completely figured out. So you need to build to a point where the game is really easy and you put these like more complicated ideas on on top of it. Yeah, I also think that it's really helpful to have some sort of like maybe like a a trigger to some people that might help like every time you die like don't just sit there remind yourself, okay, what is my job this game? Like ask yourself some questions every now and then. Is what I'm doing right now efficient? Is what I'm doing right now the best thing that I should be doing? Um and a lot of times you'll catch yourself like, oh, I've literally just been autopiloting for the last five minutes. And surprise, surprise, we were winning the leaning stage because I was thinking actively. And now I've been on autopilot for 15 minutes and we've been losing the game during that time period. Like that that happens to me pretty regularly. And I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. At least I caught myself be... 15 minutes in instead of at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, that can be a hard thing to balance, man. It can yeah. be really hard. Sometimes, sometimes you need to just... Sometimes I actually just make the 
deduction. It's like, man, I need to stop playing Dota because I'm playing so many games yep. that I'm completely on autopilot. I'm like too bored of the game to even. Th- I'm just playing because I'm getting dopamine rushes from win after win after win. It's just like you just need to take a walk sometimes. So you come back, you want to play, and you can actually actively think about stuff. Yep. Anyway, um, Justraga says I've climbed from 2.2k to 3.1k in two months. Congratulations. That's that's a that's a crap load. Uh, and a half playing only position five. And I think I've evolved as a support player, but I'm super trash at other roles except safe lane, which I play, but I don't like it that much. Should I keep playing only position five to climb? Uh, should I start throwing my advance to play other positions? What do you think overall? My goal is to hit ancient and if possible, divide. Well, if that's your goal, then you should just play the role that you're good at. Yeah, I think so. I, I think that asking questions like this you're you're more asking for permission to do other stuff basically is what it sounds like because you're kind of answering your questions like you're good at this role you're not good at these other roles but your goal is to get to higher and higher mmr so if if that's your goal then play the role that you're good at yeah i mean you can you can queue with somebody that's if you're a position five like right now i don't think position fives have any excuse for not climbing because party mmr is the same as solo mmr so if you don't like the dumb cores that you're supporting all the time find a core that you like and queue with them in every single game. Yep. Just just add friends. You get a, If you get a game with like a good person and they liked you and you like them, which should happen occasionally unless right. you bought your account, people should think that you're good if you deserve to be at your bracket. Um, yeah, just, just uh, I think just add people and, and try, to, try to play with the core. That's what I would really, really recommend is that, man, you're a support player. You're a hot commodity. Like people yeah. want to queue with you. If you're a position five, like Jesus, add me, man. You know, people yeah, people, not, people want to play with pause fives. I'm not gonna lie, I don't wanna I don't wanna like call anybody out. I certainly don't mean it that way, but Husky, his MMR has just been going up and every time I see you in a party with him, it's just been up and up and up and he is just getting higher and higher and higher on the leaderboard. SVG is another one. He's been like exclusively playing with Yoar and Sumail and he is like Yeah, Husky's he, he, playing with Sumail right now in a match. Yeah, like SVG started at like five rank 500 or something at the beginning of the season and he is like rank 10 now as a position five only player husky's gone from like rank 350 or something to like rank 60 i i was i always make the joke that uh like i treat supports like a commodity i'm like i'll trade you two huskies for one robo vice (laughs) anybody have a robo vice for sale like i just i just like i've been doing that joke yeah it's so funny like oh husky how much for a chen two bucks for a chen like how much will it cost me what's the chen fee (laughs) because <laughs> supports man they're getting tossed around like everybody wants to play with supports right now yeah so find sense. yourself a core it makes their life easier all you need is one core because duo queue is is good trio queue is kind of bad because you only queue into trios and duos right so yeah you you want to you want to try to just find a duo partner a few duo partners i have a few duo partners right now i queue with i queue with some some fours uh sometimes i'll queue with like a uh uh carries and then we'll do like morph shaker mm-hmm. but we always try to do combos we always try to do combos you we should that's part of the game combos. it's like that's like the entire purpose of professional dota is to find combos that work together yes, exactly so exactly. if you're not doing that in pubs like what are you even doing yeah yep uh where are they reading questions it's not from chat sometimes we read questions from chat but we're trying to get to the patreon questions first which we have one more uh ebert 42 says yo I'm coming off a four-month break due to having a second child. Congratulations on the babby. Uh, what advice can you offer me uh, getting back into Dota? Just dive in, play some unranked first. 
Uh, it's it's been a while since I've I've come back to Dota after a break, but I I did do it uh about a year ago as I was moving from like the Moonduck house to back home. I like stayed with my mother-in-law in Arizona, couldn't play Dota for like a couple of months. And uh I mean that's a pretty pretty long break Dota wise. I mean it's hard. This game is hard basically. And I would highly recommend not playing ranked. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it takes a you feel like, like you're, you're ready. You feel like you're, you're ready. ready <laughs> but you aren't. Yeah. You aren't. And uh so yeah, definitely play some unranked, get back into it. I would I would have suggested like party queue, but that's not a thing anymore. That'll ruin your rank. Yeah. Um definitely play some like overthrow to just get your mechanics back ready to what they were before quickly. Overthrow is your start. And then a bit of unranked to kind of get back into the whole swing of things, the game. Um, although the funny thing is, you, you're coming back to Dota from a four-month break. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but it's exactly the same. <laughs> Nothing has changed in four months. Yeah, uh, that's not always the case, the but currently heroes, it is. <laughs> all of the same heroes are currently broken. Yeah, where's where's Void at? You may ask. Still getting first pick. Still S tier carry. Uh, I guess Gyro's a thing now. Gyro's Gyro's a carry. Um, I, I guess Gyro was pretty good back then, but yeah, it's it's like you know as good as Void now. But all of the same heroes are are good, if not better. Coddle's still broken, so yeah, you're good actually. You're good. Just get your mechanics down pat, and you'll be solid. Yeah, and the best place to do that is probably unranked, at least for a couple of games, just because. I mean. If you are playing a hero for the first time, you're not going to know how to last it with it. Like, I've played a thousand games of Bloodseeker, and I haven't played it for like six months. And if I pick the hero, I will miss like half my last hits. Muscle memory is a bitch. Definitely. Gotta look out. Uh, that's it for our Patreon questions, by the way. Cool. Well, we're at about an hour for the show. Should we take a couple from chat and call it? Sure. People probably want to go watch the major. I want to go watch the major. Me too. It's been fun. There's some Fanatic good Dota being played. This? Oh, yeah. Timber saw losing. Thank God. <laughs> well deserved. All right. Uh, Let's see. Void Spirit pause three, two, or one based on trailer. I get some Arc Warden vibes from that hero. So I, I just want to say like two and one. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a two, one to start. I mean, every new hero, people always try to play mid-carry. Every, every spirit, too. Every yeah. spirit. I, I could see him ending up as, like, a four also, potentially. Because that's usually, that's like usually the trajectory for these, like, high-damage mobility heroes is that they go one and two for sure, and then they start eventually making their way into the four role because being able to move around the map is overpowered. Yeah. Jenkins and Elevator, how are you guys doing in general? That's a good question. Thanks for asking. I'm okay. Depends on the day. <laughs> I go through days of being majorly depressed and days of being super, super happy. Might be bipolar. I don't know. You I might also just about... play too much Dota and put too much stock Maybe. in how your games yeah, are going. Yeah, but but the, but the thing <laughs> is, like, that would be like I think I think a therapist would diagnose that as like a serious addiction. If if your if your entire like life view is depending on a game, I think a lot of people at uh like divine and higher have a pretty unhealthy relationship with, with Dota, the game. for sure yeah i'm not trying to like glorify it or do a sob story i'm just saying how it is like this is yeah. just how it is for me you have if to I care have... about it at a high level to get to that level if so i have like... shitty games in the day i feel like i'm 
doing nothing and wasting my life. And, you know, I could be a software engineer doing this, doing that, but I'm spending all my day playing Dota. Yep. If I'm having good games, I'm super stoked. I love to be able to do what I'm doing. I can't believe I'm playing games and, yep. and you know, able to pay rent with it. It's like... <laughs> yep. That's too <laughs> T. But it's just like any job. Like, if, if you feel like you're bad at your job, you're going to hate going to your job. And it's, it's going to be miserable, and your life is going to be miserable. So That's true. That's you know, true. It's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm doing fine, stressed. But that's just life. It's stressed. We have uh we have some videos that we're working on for a, a third party as well as the YouTube videos. So we're we we've got a lot of uh I'm also a lot of work under our belt. Juggling a lot of stuff right now. Like wedding. Way too much. Like wedding planning, two other jobs. Job. Yeah. And then also Dota Alchemy at like seventy to eighty hours a week. So it's like Yeah. Where's the time? And the answer is there's not enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Life. Uh, will you come to my birthday party? Where is it? Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but, I by get... the way, by the way, sorry. Hello. What's up? Are you coming to the ESL major in LA? Uh, I would love to. I'm... I would love to get invited to that as a caster. That'd be really cool. I mean, I'm a hundred percent. I'm buying tickets tomorrow. They come out tomorrow, so I'm I'm gonna buy myself a three day pass. So I might uh, I might try to email them about about casting and be like, "Yo, I want to go to an NA event. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take fifty dollars a day. day." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I hear that. I I I would be so stoked to go to a major in in NA. So yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go because I should be there. It's like an NA land. It's an hour flight for me. I've got lots of friends in LA, so I'm just going to go. LA is, let me see, uh, Toronto to LA. I think it's like four hours or something. Uh, yeah, five five hours, 42 minutes. I mean, it's NA, so it's not that far. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the uh, congratulations, guys. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Well, tickets come out what, tomorrow, and they probably will sell out. So, I'm, what I'm, rank of you two guys? I'm seven point five k MMR. That's my rank. I'm five point one k MMR currently. Donnie, half of you plus yourself is me. I know, and I have a, now I have that a I brain. and because I have an unhealthy relationship with Dota, that's going to crush my self esteem until I get up to seven point five k. Oh, what am I doing playing this game still, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been like seven years now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I get so addicted to games, man. I played WoW for like eight years, and then before that, RuneScape for 10. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I bought the Halo Master Chief collection already. I pre-bought it. It comes out on December 3rd. It's going to start with Reach. I'll play it. I don't know how obsessed I'll get with Reach, but once they release Halo 3, Halo 2, and like the, the full Halo Master Chief collection where you can just queue as like all of the previous Halos but remastered in matchmaking and they'll have ranks, that literally might be the end of Dota Alchemy because <laughs> <laughs> that was my original esports introduction and probably still to this day the most fun I've ever had playing video games. I think I'm probably going to get mega addicted to Diablo 4. I mean, that's going to be in a couple of years. Right. But uh, no, there's there's like there's solid games coming out. Valve announced a new Half-Life. Right. Like, yeah, for VR. It's actually looking pretty good. It's oh, hell yeah. pretty solid. Hell yeah. Next couple of years are going to be good, man. 
Yep. Agreed. Anyway, we've gone overboard with this one. All right, guys, we've been so off topic that I think we're going to call it there. Thank you so much for watching. Go enjoy the major. Thanks to all the patrons again for their support and their questions. We'll see you later this week for replay review. All right. See ya. See you guys later. <laughs>